of a fan a star trek podcast in which three nerds watch all of star trek in chronological order one of them experiencing it for the very first time my name is pj montgomery and i am joined as ever by matt troy hello and elliot red hello everybody and it's guest week again we are joined by our first ever returning guest yes she's a glutton for punishment sarah (laughs) millman's back hello hi thank you for having me how are you doing, Sarah? I'm doing pretty good, thank you. Um, not uh, this this episode was 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 a thing. That was a thing. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how I feel after that, but apart from that, yeah, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> so, I think an important question everyone will want us to ask you: When you first came on the show in in season one, you were in a similar position to Elliot. You hadn't watched a lot of Star Trek, and we put you through an episode of Enterprise. Did that make you want to watch more? Star Have Trek. you watched more Star Trek since Star Trek. then? <laughs> <coughs> Fuck no. Yeah, Sorry. as if that first episode of... <laughs> as if episode 16 or whatever of Star Trek Enterprise was going to be the catalyst that suddenly sparked the fire of passion for Star Trek love. And No, this was not going to happen. Wow, I, I love goop and water polo. <laughs> let's, let's just, you know, watch some more. I love it. No, my one achievement this time was that I actually kind of learnt their names. That was my achievement <laughs> for this episode. Who if only a ship? to say, like, a lot Who of my notes are like, uh, uh, Archer? <laughs> Elliot, Elliot, even I forgot who drives the ship a couple of weeks ago. Right, so. yeah, no, he's the captain! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright. It's been, it's been real, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm gonna go to bed. Uh, fuck! Oh. Damn it! Well, uh, uh, was that person in this episode? Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. It's okay. okay. It's not just you, Sarah. It's not just you. Travis. 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 You are now officially more talented than many of the crew members of Enterprise. (laughs) Well, in fairness, I I didn't actually know that Travis piloted the ship. He was just the only one who I didn't know what he did. (laughs) Oh, man. I can't believe you used Travis syndrome to identify (laughs) Travis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Cool. Well, this week we are looking at Vanishing Point, which was written by Rick Berman and Brandon Braga and directed by David Strayton. And uh, Elliot's first experience of a transporter malfunction episode. Yay. (laughs) Oh, what a treat. (laughs) So we, we open on an uninhabited planet where Hoshi and Trip are basically at some some old ruins. Let's 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 face facts here. They they are at the temple from Temple Run years <laughs> after it was abandoned. <laughs> That's where they are. I was thinking it was almost a bit crystal mazy, you know? It was, yeah. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> I mean, I wrote down clearly evil portal, but yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love it that like Hoshi is just like you know, what? she's literally just asking why there's no one on this planet. Like, literally just asking why. And then she's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Let's let's just fuck around a bit. I just, oh, this episode, this episode, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, my notes make no sense. <laughs> Those are the best kind of notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're exploring these ruins, they're looking at some like hieroglyphics and things, and there's like, oh, there are tall people in these drawings. Yes, that's lovely. 
<laughs> you know, I took offense at that. I mean, Me I'm a tall person. I, I'm a short person and I took offense. So, yeah. You know, two, two, two ends of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> so Enterprise has successfully offended everybody. <laughs> but Hoshi and Trip can't stay researching these ruins because there is a diamagnetic storm approaching. Diamagnetic storm is linked on Memory Alpha. I'm not falling for it again, Memory Alpha. Do it. I know Do if it, I Patrick. click that link, you will just say to me, July it's a storm that approached Trip and Hoshi in a cave on this one episode. <laughs> I'm going to fall for it. Are you, is, oh my God. Do it. I want it to be confirmed. No. Ooh, no. Diamagnetic <laughs> storm. Is it going to be like that thing on um, Wikipedia where you, isn't it when you click every one leads back to philosophy? The, you know, if you keep going on related one. Is there something like that? <laughs> hmm. We find on Memory Alpha that something will be described in an episode and then you go to it and it literally links to, hey, this is a thing from that episode you yeah. were just reading about. That's exactly what's happened. <laughs> You fell for yeah, it. Yeah, a diamagnetic a diamagnetic storm is an extremely powerful weather phenomenon characterized by high levels of polaric energy and capable of producing dangerous polaric discharges. So it's literally this episode. They've never never seen. It's again. literally taken from the script. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. And I love it. Like. Can can we not use the word discharge, please? Please stop. Like everyone says the word dish, t- discharge way too many times in this episode. And I'm just getting trick. I'm just getting like flashbacks to the goopy episode. Can we not? What about when, Ar- <laughs> what about when Archer breathily and sadly said the word residue? Ah, no! <laughs> <laughs> Hate it. Hate. Sorry. Do, do go on. <laughs> Anyway, the, the storm has basically trapped them. They can't get to their shuttle pod. So the Enterprise says, well, we're going to have to use the transporter to get you up here. Oh, my and God. All like, okay. Well, can you believe that these absolute clowns <laughs> are using the transporter this week after the last episode? Where I was like, use the transporter. Use the transporter. I know. <laughs> do they just like... Do they just open doors on this ship and go, oh, yeah, it's transporter? Like, I think they open doors on this ship and go, oh, yeah, we're in space. I forgot. Like, <laughs> that's the level. Yeah, we, we were saying a, a couple of weeks ago on an episode that it could have been solved quite easily if they just used the transporter at the beginning and they seemed to forget they had one. Oh I mean, it, it happens all the time for me, Sarah. I'm just like... They could just shoot those six guys and this entire problem will just go away. And they're allowed to shoot people because they're in the military. So they just shoot the six people and let's all move on, you know? I, I was about to go on a little sort of rant about how annoying it is that Hoshi had saved this moment to tell people that she wasn't ready to go through the transport and that's something she'd bring up. But it means nothing compared to that whole they should have used the transporter last week and now they're using it the, I, I know. don't care it's so stupid maybe they listened to our podcast <laughs> maybe maybe it was an irate like writer who'd seen the, the who was like working maybe it's like a different writer to the last episode or there was something going on in the writer's room where they were just like someone was saying why the fuck aren't we using the transporter why aren't we okay fine let's get back at you this is all about the transporter like <laughs> Maybe that Sadly, was Sarah, I, I think it's that the writer's room is mostly two guys who are shit. Yeah, oh. this is the problem. I've got to say, you guys are a lot more jaded than the first season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you know, and it's just shit. <laughs> I mean, we're trying, but it's hard, you know? <laughs> I, I try it, as much as the show fairness. tries. In fairness, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> The show tricked us. Um, it started <laughs> off, the second season started off with a couple of like three, three and a half star episodes. And we were like, what? And now it's like, plummeted back down to one to zero stars. I never fell for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, Hoshi is scared of using the transporter. She has a Dr. McCoy speech about it's going to take my molecules apart and put them back together and it'll do it wrong. So Trip goes, well, how about I just go up first? And then when I'm up there, message you and say, get up here. You know, Captain's used it. We've put Malcolm through it loads of fucking times to try and kill him and he hasn't died. (laughs) (laughs) 
So Trip beams up and then radios down and says, hey, Hoshi, get up here. So they transport Hoshi up and everything's fine. That is the end of the teaser. We then get the opening credits. So Jesus, that's fun. Take the wheel. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Sorry, every time. <laughs> did you listen to it again, Sarah? <laughs> I did. I had to watch it to see if it was real. Like I didn't quite because obviously I haven't seen any since the last time I was on here. Like no. so, I fa- I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. And sorry, this is a tiny bit of a tangent. Tell me to shut up if this is terrible. But um, have you ever been to Epcot in Florida? No. In, right. Okay. So it's all these different pavilions of all around the world. And um and all so there's like a British one, there's like in Canada, Japan, all these different ones. And then the American one, they have like the America experience. Oh. And you sit down and you watch like a video about how great America is. And that is this song. It is it. <laughs> the pioneers. We invented everything. Welcome to space. It's where Americans live. Like that's basically it. <laughs> like, that's the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all kind of like all these clips. It's just all, you know, all the things we invented that you can thank us later. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what I was getting flashbacks to. <laughs> I feel like you're going to be incredibly disappointed when we have you on on future series where there's no song. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I've seen other Star Treks and I quite enjoy like the openings. This one has is, is very it's very special. It's, it's very special. <laughs> I, I feel that you and Elliot should get together and record what you imagine the Enterprise theme song is with him, and we'll just make that our like season three theme song. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> take the wheel, American face by Sarah Hillman and Elliot Red. <laughs> I sent Patrick that um video. Did you did you share it? The um, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't think we can ever beat that it's so good <laughs> anyway we cut back after the credits to hoshi and she's all like oh i don't feel right i think i've lost a molecule and that's pretty much how we start and it, i think and it's right here it's on my nose i'm sure the molecule is there on my nose oh, i'm yeah, just gonna stare in the like mirror a- She's got like a dimple or something, or or, yeah. or or a birthmark on her nose, and she thinks it's slightly lower, doesn't she? That's. Mm. If I was here, I'd just blame everything on it. Oh man, I put a little bit of weight on. Oh, it must be the transporter. I've just gained <laughs> some extra like molecules. It's obviously, what's happened? You know, it's it's not all the cakes. It's, it's no, the it's transporter. Mo- it's molecules. I, I transported up with a block of lard, and we bonded. <laughs> <laughs> we bonded over tea and, and cakes. <laughs> <laughs> but Hoshi goes to the mess hall for, for dinner and Trip, Malcolm and Travis are all there conversing and at first they don't seem to notice Hoshi and yeah, whatever. And then she sits down and starts saying about how she doesn't quite feel right, she didn't like the transporter and then they start telling her the story of Cyrus Ramsey. <laughs> And when this ghost story starts, Travis's little fucking face it just lights right up. I do love that. I love that they've kept that he loves ghost stories in it. That's, like, that's his one thing. His one thing. They like yeah. that from the two episodes that I've seen. They like that about like characters, don't they? Let's just give them like one thing. Like ghost stories of water polo. There we go. That's the character. We're done. Who's next? <laughs> that's humans, right? Humans have one thing that they're all about, right? And that's yeah. it. Yeah. The the alien, he's got leeches. He feeds his leeches. The end. <laughs> okay, let's let's all should we get coffee? Yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> I quite liked at the beginning of like this bit when she comes in, they're all laughing at dinner and there's a good like trading places moment. You know, like <laughs> and she stepped on the ball. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like that. Which I really quite enjoyed. I don't know if that's what yeah. they were referencing it or anything, but it's fab. <laughs> which is weird. We've never seen these guys in that kind of masculine vibe before those three normally don't actually get on that well malcolm and trip are usually kind of butting heads more than anything and travis is normally nowhere to be seen so it's (laughs) kind of weird this is the first time we've ever seen those three hanging out as if they're actually friends i feel like what 
happened is Travis went, hey, you guys about to tell ghost stories? <laughs> I, I think Archer just sent them more like a thing saying you guys have to hang out more. Like, I've just been, like, reading good captaining for beginners. And uh, it says, make officers hang out more. Hang out in the mess. But only if they're guys. We need guy yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely. need guy time to talk about guy things. And if a woman comes along, we have to ignore her. Because yeah. that serves the plot really well. <laughs> they need to talk about Lynx Africa and transporter accidents. Like, that's like... <laughs> Oh, God. So yeah, they start talking about Cyrus Ramsey, and I feel like that is a name from every ghost story ever. Yeah, but it's a good one, he, actually. He uh, was part of the early experiments with transporters, took part in a test, and disappeared. Ooh. Now, I need to check the medical database and find out what happened to the people they used when they were testing that thing. You mean other than Cyrus Ramsey? <laughs> Cyrus Ramsey? Oh, don't tell me you don't know about poor Cyrus. Am I supposed to? You can't go on a survival overnight without hearing a story about someone seeing Ramsey's molecules rematerializing on a foggy night. What happened to him? Next thing you'll tell us you never heard of the Easter Bunny. What happened to him? Madison, Wisconsin. May, I think. 2146. He was a test subject for the first long-range transport. Just 100 meters. Something went wrong with the pattern buffer. It never rematerialized. Come on, Hoshi. Everybody's heard of Cyrus Ramsey. I must have fallen asleep before the ghost stories. It's not really a ghost story, is it? It's just an experiment gone wrong. It's a ghost story, Elliot. Shut it's up. It's an experiment that went wrong. <laughs> it's corporate murder, isn't it? It's corporate manslaughter at best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. In America, <laughs> get away with whatever you want. <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> but the weirdest thing is, Hoshi's never heard of Cyrus Ramsey. Everyone's heard of Cyrus Ramsey, though, even Dr. Phlox, who she goes to see in the next scene. Yes, he's great. I love him. <laughs> Why has he heard of Cyrus Ramsey? He's not even from that planet. Wow. No, but as he says, he spent nine months there, and as everyone who has spent at least nine months on Earth knows, Cyrus Ramsey, ghost guy. Apart from Hoshi. What? Huh? Mm. She is suspicious. Yeah. yeah, I was also suspicious at this point, but mm -hmm. there was a moment later on that made me confirm my suspicions. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was, I was like, it's either suspicious or it's bad writing. With this show, could go either way. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't put my didn't put my cards on it because I was just like I can't tell if uh, I can't tell if she did get transported, if she didn't, if she's asleep, if this is just a dream. I don't know what's going on right now. In my notes, I put down: Is this Hoshi's breakdown episode, or is this <laughs> aliens? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> At this point, well, she she points out to Flox that she thinks her birthmark has moved. And Flock says, oh, fine. Scans her with a thing and goes, yeah, you're fine. Go get some sleep. And she's like, is that even on? He's like, fuck you. Go away. <laughs> oh, hyster typical hysterical women. Take some drugs. Okay, bye. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not even a real device. It's like his shaver that he's pointing at her. And she's like, I know it's your shaver. Why are you doing this? <laughs> I assumed it was the box that the food he gives his fishes is in or something. Mm. <laughs> in your head a lot of women go through this okay bye <laughs> oh. there's a lot of suggestions suggestions of sedatives throughout this episode it's because sedatives fix everything that's the thing i think they were trying to go for that like you know let's talk about women and they didn't really manage it at all it just reinforced everything about Oshie. <laughs> yeah. yes it is all in her mind mm -hmm. but yeah you know I feel Sorry. like Rick Berman talked all the way through Girl Interrupted. That <laughs> watching it. Yes. And then he just felt that he could write an episode about it. Oh, God. <laughs> uh. Hoshi follows her doctor's advice and goes to bed. And then she oversleeps and like 11 in the morning gets an emergency call from T'Pol saying, get up to the bridge. We need you to do your stuff. And it turns out somehow from this uninhabited planet, 
Trip and Travis have been taken hostage. <laughs> the aliens are now calling the ship, but Hoshi can't understand their language. The universal translator isn't working. And even though we get a repeat of the Hoshi, the language was inside you all along moment, this time it's not. <laughs> so there's something that T'Pol says when giving the information to Hoshi as she arrives on the bridge that Hoshi says, how could you possibly know that? Or you couldn't possibly know that. One of those two. And it's as soon as Hoshi says that line, it's all confirmed for me. Oh, yeah, that's fine. This isn't happening. <laughs> I, I like the way that Tapol, who I've referenced as Tapau in all of my notes, um, I, I hate how, like, she says it with, like, it's, it's almost as if she's done something. And she kind of looks her up and down, like, like that's oh my classic Tapol. Also, I can I blow your mind with a fact about Tapao, actually? Ooh, is that yes, please. This character actually was going to be Tapao, mm. who, uh, and the band Tapao took the name Tapao from a Star Trek or the original series episode, uh, yep. a, a Vulcan woman called Tapao. But then somebody was like, oh, she probably wouldn't be that old. So they slightly renamed her to Tapal. So by becoming the Tapao, you're actually following what probably they should have done to make this more interesting. Oh my interesting. god! Oh my god! I, I wow. love it. I, I lo- I'm, I'm the best Star Trek nerd. <laughs> I know everything. You've literally done a Star Trek. <laughs> i done a Star Trek! Who pilots the ship? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, one of, another one of my notes is Oh, Trip, just kiss Travis already. Jeez. Like, so, you know, you can tell I'm really into it. (laughs) I mean, Trip would kiss anyone, let's be honest. Yeah, I think there should be more male kissing on this show, except for Malcolm. (laughs) (laughs) Malcolm shouldn't be kissing anything or anyone. This bit when... uh... Uh, Hoshi is kind of like I don't understand anything and nothing's working it's such a nightmare moment I kind of expected her to stand up and everyone's like laughing at her and she's turned up to school and she's not wearing any underwear and it's like the worst nightmare and she hasn't risen she hasn't like revised for her Spanish class and (laughs) oh my god typical isn't it that's basically coming (laughs) next though right (laughs) (laughs) oh sorry spoilers I I do feel though that I mean the Hoshi's experience in this episode reminds me a lot of what it might be like to experience having ADHD in a laptop that doesn't work very well in your day job. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. How would oh, I know? No. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah. Archer basically orders her off the bridge at this point. He's like, this this random crewman that we're not going to see and that no one's heard of before, he'll take over. And Hoshi's like, but he's shit at language. And they're like, get out of here, Hoshi. Just fuck off. Like, yeah, we only hired one person who did languages. You know that. <laughs> There's 80 people on this ship and we couldn't get a backup for you just in case you were asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so Hoshi goes and takes a shower. And then she back to the futures and just starts. Her hand fades away Biff! while she's playing Johnny Be Good. Can I talk about the shower? Um, like, if you like, <laughs> this shower appeared last last episode. I can't remember who was in it. But the Archer, fully clothed, and yeah, the pole was on the outside. That's right. Yeah, the shower is designed so that the camera can follow the actor into the shower without them being obscene. Like that's entirely the design of the shower, right? So they can yeah. get Hoshi as nude as possible and then move her around the swirly entrance, which is totally impractical and space grabbing on, on an unlimited <laughs> space starship. But it's literally just there so they could swirl whichever actor they wanted to be nude into the shower. I, yeah. I did feel like it didn't need to be a shower scene. It never needs to be a shower scene, really, does it? No. No. No, but it's a Hoshi episode, so... Rick and oh. Berman, Rick and Braman Braga boys. <laughs> I've I have never committed their names to memory. Every time you've every time you've ever said them, I've never committed their names to actual memory. Just Berman and Braga. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Berman and Bannon, Bannon, Brannon, Shannon, Br- Matt Shannon, Bannon, Braxwell. What? <laughs> my brain, my no. brain just broke trying to say can that. You, can you drive round to Elliot's house and reset him, please? <laughs> I think this is what happens when you watch too much Enterprise. This is what put happens. a pencil in his ear. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I, oh. Mm. 
I, I have so many feelings about this, about them trying to write, write women. Fuck a do. I mean, <laughs> get her in the shower and spend the whole, t- whole episode saying she's hysterical. It's great. It's great. I love it. <laughs> it was really difficult to think of things to say on this episode. It was just really bad. <laughs> I love that every single episode we have a point where Elliot admits he's just giving up. <laughs> it's been happening more and more frequently. <laughs> it's like you're watching you're watching the episode and gradually the music fit the sound fades through it and all you can hear is Where is love? <laughs> like and that just comes in instead. Your eyes like misting over. Like, oh jeez. It's okay. <laughs> So okay. after Hoshi back to the future's in the shower, she goes to the mess hall again, and we basically get another scene where she goes to a table. This time it's just to Paul at it, and he's like, "Hey, can I sit here?" And to Paul just doesn't acknowledge her for a bit, and then goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see you there. You should join me." By the way, that crewman guy no one's heard of. He deciphered that language real quickly, and that whole hostage thing's just over and done. You are shit. Ugh. 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 It's women hating each other as well. Yep, we'll go out on the fucking bingo card. Great. Good job. God, yeah, this episode doesn't even pass the Bechdel test. Well, I mean, this entire series doesn't, but... Oh, yeah, shit, they're they're talking about a bloke. Yeah, they are. They're literally talking about a a bloke who did something better than she did. Mm. (laughs) Because you were were too hysterical and too emotional to do your job, so we got a guy in. Ah! It's actually minusing backdale points uh, at this at this stage. It's a negative backdale points. Yeah, because it's a guy we never meet, and he did Hoshi's job by pushing a button. Which aren't they the same buttons that she was pushing? Yeah. So whatever. He pushed them better because mm. mm. he understand he he understands machinery, not like women. He can like you know your emo- his emotions didn't get in the way of him pushing the buttons. Yeah. He was able to push them with his man strength. Like he was able to push the buttons real mm, hard. Like you know, her hands were just too weak. Oh god! Oh no! This oh, no. is like flashing forward to the rest of the rest of the fucking episode. <laughs> I know there's going to be people listening who have seen this and are going to be like, "Oh well, that's the whole point. It's supposed to be commenting on that." No, I have feelings on it. We will get to that later. <laughs> Oh, there's no fucking subtext in this episode. It's not clever enough for that. (laughs) You know that they're like post-it notes for this entire episode. Like the sole post-it note they had was like Hoshi in pajamas, and and that was it. That's as as deep into this as they thought. Oh my god. Yeah. So the the final blow, of course, in this scene is that Archer has ordered Hoshi to be relieved of duty permanently and this random fucker is now in charge of communications because he can push the buttons real good wow yeah I mean wow. again at this point I already knew that none of this was actually happening so I was just like okay <laughs> oh spoilers oh my god <laughs> Hoshi can't even press buttons in a fucking lift in the next scene and has to wait for other people to come in the lift and push the buttons for her my hands are just too weak <laughs> <laughs> she goes back to sick bay and says look dr flox thing this isn't right scan me again please and he does and says no everything's fine and she says you're not turning it on <laughs> i can see on the side of there it says rice krispies have you made <laughs> cereal packets are you making beeping sounds with your mouth <laughs> no <laughs> you're absolutely fine hoshi <laughs> Hoshi, Hoshi, I know what'll fix you. Just take this sticker and this lollipop and you're done. Okay, bye. Oh. <laughs> I, I bet Flox does have stickers and lollipops, though. Oh, my God. that kind of doctor. Merchandise. Yeah. You know he doesn't have proper lollipops, though. He has, like, a slug on a stick. And he yeah, thinks exactly. It's He's got, like, alien <laughs> alien confectionery. It's like... Yeah. Mm, it's not being a lollipop. <laughs> like, if they actually included that, this would be so much better as a series like some goofy shit like that not just like water fucking polo ah yeah i i agree with you like the other day trip had to pretend to be the captain to to a vulcan and i just said that they should have like given him like mustache and glasses you know <laughs> and, like that would have made the episode so much better especially if a vulcan just didn't notice I would love to see more stuff like that. On <laughs> Just show. put on like a terrible English accent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. but, Good day. Just, 
just to correct that, he did not have to pretend to be the captain. <laughs> <laughs> he very much took it upon himself to pretend to be the captain. Fucking trip. And speaking of, Hoshi now goes to the gym and for some reason Trip is in a gyroscope. Oh, yeah. I watched Lawnmower Man the other day for the first time and this was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Are you... Jesus... Jesus wept! Like, what's going on? From the entire time I've known you, you've uh, the only references I have to your existence are you watching very questionable things on TV. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lawnmower Man is great. It's like... It's worth it for the terrible CGI alone. It's so, oh my god. And to just understand that one episode in Community. um, (laughs) (laughs) Jesus wept! I mean, I also, I I don't know, is is being on a gyroscope good for you? Is that a form of exercise? I didn't really understand. He's pushing it round with his body. That's how it's spinning. Oh, and that's okay. why he's all sweaty at the end like oh, such a good workout you should get in here and it's like no that looks fucking horrendous trip I thought it looked fun yeah I would like to imagine that is not how it works and he was just stuck <laughs> <laughs> like, like maybe someone before she came in someone pushed it <laughs> yeah exactly now I gotta wait for it to reset momentum god damn it oh, gosh, oh. oh hey Hoshi <laughs> Oh, cheese and crackers. <laughs> uh, I just thought it was like futuristic exercise. I just said, oh, yeah, like they do that to astronauts. That's probably what they're referring to. But I never thought that he was operating it with his own body. I've got to say, this is the first time I'm seeing the ship as well. Like areas of the ship when they're not covered in slime. And it does look <laughs> really true. like... The set really looks its age, and I'm not saying its age in terms of like it's the space future times. I think it's like early two thousands age. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, yeah. these walls! Like, oh, uh, and and when she it's like, I'm just gonna sit down and do some workouts. <laughs> Workout machine. Like, oh my god, it just she obviously is doing fuck all and is uh, yeah, yeah. She's pressing not putting some any weight at all is she? <laughs> yeah, she presses like three buttons on the wall nothing changes on the wall she's literally like they may as well just be painted on like, I mean, that's because she's shit at pressing buttons oh, we've established true. this true. yeah okay and then trip leaves and hoshi just disappears she vanishes she's looking in a mirror and she goes full marty mcfly just completely disappears who gave him the almanac who in her past <laughs> So she just goes to sleep on the floor of the gym as then Topol and Trip walk in, wake her up, and they and they can't see her. And they're like, oh, she disappeared. This is where she was last. And she's all, hey, I'm right here. And they're clearly trying to act around her without looking like she's there, and they're not very good at that. <laughs> yeah. But... So why'd, why'd she go to sleep on the floor of the gym again? Is it because she couldn't get out of the room? Yeah. Yeah. And why couldn't she get out of the room? Because her hand was phasing the through button. the button pad. Oh, going through the wall. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Right? And how could and then you get through you get in this thing of when people can pass through walls and they just automatically pass through walls. Why isn't she passing through the floor the floor? Why isn't mm-hmm. she falling through space? What oh, is going on? Star Trek does this all the time. Yeah. It doesn't Yeah, not even just Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, true. This is just a fiction thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm willing to suspend my disbelief to a certain point, but there are so many things in this episode that were just pretty I can't I can't enraging. suspend my disbelief from someone who puts their hand through a wall and goes, oh, I'm stuck here. <laughs> <laughs> so Hoshi is pretty much just sleeping on the floor for no fucking reason. She could walk outside. <laughs> oh, my God. Typical fucking women. <laughs> what this episode should be called. That's what it should be called. I hate it. Sorry, sorry. I really, appre- I really appreciate coming on this episode, and I really appreciate chatting with you all and inviting me back. I really do enjoy your company and talking about it. However, this fucking episode, Tara, this is bringing me so much joy to have someone else also break down because of the show. And you've only watched it for two episodes, so I, I feel slightly justified in this. I'm not going crazy. Everyone else goes crazy. See, I'm not crazy. See. <laughs> Where is love? <laughs> week by week, our sanity slowly fails. 
and <laughs> nothing that show does has even attempted to stop this from happening. I think I think it's good though that you're still enraged at it because if you were getting used to it, that would be a problem. Like I question <laughs> if I would be able to ever write again. If I, if you know, you get to the point where you're like, oh no, this is actually really good. I really like it. It's really entertaining. <laughs> then like then you're in then you're in trouble. Really. It's doing enough to lull Matt and PJ into saying, oh, but that was a good Star Trek episode. Where I just kind of go, was was it? Oh, okay then. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the thing. Is like, it's all the tears, isn't it? Is it a good episode? Is it a good? Well, no, because actually, like, is it a good in terms of this season? Is it a good Enterprise episode? Like, that's the thing. Is it a good Enterprise episode? The bar for that is really fucking low from what I've seen. Yeah, but this one's not even a good Enterprise episode. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's making the goop look good. It's making the goop look really great. Oh yeah, that was a much better episode than this. That was fun. <laughs> anyway, now that Trip and, and T'Pol walk out of the room, Hoshi can leave too. Elliot, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so she she follows them to sickbay, where Flock says, do you know what? If I had turned these devices on, I would have found there actually was something wrong with her. My bad. What a piece of shit. <laughs> what an absolute piece of shit. This, I mean... To be fair, what I'm going to say in, in Flox's defense is that he never does this usually. It's just the plot of this one episode that they have to ramp him up to, like, you know, ordinary 21st century local GP as opposed to, like, space. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oh, my GP's going to kill me, aren't they? Oh, they'll um. never listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But basically, Hoshi's her, her subcellular membranes are degrading. Apparently, subcellular membranes not linked on memory alpha. So <laughs> the powerhouse in... of the cell. <laughs> <laughs> Even in this uh, reality slash not reality or whatever, whatever this is. Even in this, <laughs> Flox puts the thing up, and Archer goes, "What am I looking at?" And then Flox says, "Well, the cellular membranes and the things." And Archer's like. Uh, I what? And Depol's like he's talking about the fact that Hoshi's cells aren't coming back, and Archer's still like, um, <laughs> it's like that bit in The Simpsons where Homer's got yeah. that little monkey toy in his brain. Yeah, when Marge is explaining the, the instructions, yeah. and she goes away, and Homer's like, "Cat in the furnace, got it? What?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm Archer. I read good. <laughs> <laughs> do, you want, do you want to see my water polo videos? No. I have a rock collection. No, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're in the transporter room and suddenly Hoshi's just everywhere. But in the transporter room, Trip is, is telling everyone else, oh, the phase coils are out of alignment and they were all along. Whoops, now I feel guilty and I'm going to bang on about that for a little bit too long just to pad this episode out. So they had a really cool opportunity to do a really cool shot here because I think this is where they, they pan through and Hoshi's like sitting on a desk further away from them, hunched in the middle. Yeah. Mm. And she's in between them and the, the shot pans across and they could have had Hoshi invisible and then only appearing as it pans through, so she's in the middle of them, and then disappear as it goes to the other side. But they keep her there the whole time, I presume, because they didn't yeah. think of that. I don't know, they're just not as talented. I don't... They just made her look like the tragic protagonist of a Tears for Fears video. Like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> kind of sat there in the background yeah. looking sad. Yeah. Elliot, can you edit uh, some clips from this episode over a Tears for Fears video, please? Because... Um... <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to do that. Yeah, no, we'll just put it on YouTube for fun. It's fine. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> Archer goes off about Starfleet said that transporter was safe, and it was when men went through it. Yeah. Oh God. I think I forgot. I I forgot to say at the very beginning, his exact words were: "Starfleet said it's safe. That's good enough for me." And those are like the most famous last words of Star Trek. And I don't even really watch Star Trek. Like, come on! Starfleet made that man captain of this ship, so obviously they can't be trusted. I mean, and now he thinks that the ladies' menzies cause transport accidents. I don't know, but yeah. And everyone knows that they attract bears. 
<laughs> Hopefully not to the transporters. <laughs> I think what actually happened was was Archer went to Commander Hype Man Dude Bro. Like, so the, the transporter, that's safe, right? He's like, wait, what? What? Yeah, probably. And that was enough for Archer. He's probably playing a video game while Archer asked him. <laughs> <laughs> Call GTA <of> Duty. <laughs> Commander Dude Bro. I think his name is Commander Leonard. Is that right? Something like that? I thought it was Williams. Oh, right. But basically, all it is, is all three of the people in the room when he first appeared. So Admiral Forrest, some guy called Leonard, and him. Yeah, Williams. It's basically DeForest Kelly, Leonard Nimoy, and William Shatner. That's what they probably oh. named I, I, I watched a video on YouTube and the other day and it explained it to me. They did a thing. Oh. I would never have put that together. No, neither. I mean, but that is cool. Yeah, I guess. But it's it's cool. But they spend time doing that rather than actually fucking writing some characters. <laughs> yeah, please write characters instead. <laughs> I mean, oh god. Anyway, Flox now says, "Well, she's dead, but there'll be some residue. Let's go find it." He loves residue. He fucking does. She follows Flox and Trip in as, as they're sort of crawling through ducts trying to find her remains. Flox finds a little piece of slimy goo stuff, puts it in an envelope, and says, Her parents will want this. You just sneezed in an envelope. What is this? Oh, it's your daughter. It's like, Wow, thanks. She went to space and now she's a bogey. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Oh God! It, it's just yeah. I I I mean, Elliot, you're my brother, and I love you. But if you were a bit of slime, I wouldn't really want the slime. If I was Patrick, <laughs> you're my brother, and if I was a bit of slime, just toss me in an. Inc- I don't give a shit. Toss me an incinerator. It doesn't I'm flushing matter. you down the toilet. I quite like the slime. If that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me the mat. Don't let my ass be. That's my only request. Hi, welcome to my Enterprise slime tutorial. Yeah, it's just slime. There's more trip going. There's more trip going. Oh, I'm guilty. I shouldn't have gone first, and I'm bored of that now. But they then leave, and then Hoshi. I just need a moment with the slime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Dr. Flox doesn't pick up all of the slime. He leaves a tiny bit there. And it's like he's just sitting there having a moment with the fucking slime. Can we just say and this I is like less than a teaspoon of slime yeah. on the floor. Like <laughs> teeny amount. It's like... literally someone has gobbed on the floor. That is what it is. <laughs> like And then then Hoshi starts to hear alien voices, walks into a room, and there's two lizard men planting bombs because Rick Berman and Brandon Braga got this far into the episode and went, oh, shit, we still got 15 minutes. Yes, I'm super bored of this. Let's do something else. I, I hate these aliens. I hate them. I know I've said I hate a lot of things in this episode, but I really dislike the way they're designed. I think they're incredibly unpleasant. They look like spiky ball gags, ball bags. None of their clothes fit. None of their clothes fit. I hate that they're wearing crop tops. The end. <laughs> they're just. I. We didn't need them either. Why, why have we suddenly got a fucking bomb plot in this episode? Since you brought them up, Sarah, did you look at their fingers at all? Oh, their hideous nails. Hideous, hideous hands and fingers. Yeah, yeah I noticed ev- them too. Yeah, well, Everything about them is hideous. And it's like, have you ever watched <laughs> Face Off? Like, not the film, the TV series. There's like a really good... There was good... a TV show? It's not of Face Off, the TV oh, okay. the film. It's like, um, it's a reality competition of people doing special effects makeup. It's really good, actually. There's tons oh, of series okay. in it. And it is like one of the people who went home on Face Off. That's what they went home for. Like, it's... <laughs> it's bad makeup I don't like it anyway now Hoshi knows that apparently the ship's going to blow up she manages to get into Archer's ready room just as Archer is phoning her dad to tell him that Hoshi's dead and Archer is really bad at delivering bad news it's just the most awkward oh, it's or, or. in fairness Ho- Hoshi's dad is giving him nothing Hoshi's dad like I don't know. It, I don't know if this is gonna. Is he like a beloved actor? And I'm sorry if he is. He's giving him nothing. <laughs> I feel like 
Archer has like randomly called somebody. You remember that time that guy got on breakfast TV and he was supposed to be an expert in something, but he was just like standing around at the back and they brought him in. I feel like that's what <laughs> happened here. And this man is too embarrassed to admit that he's not Hoshi's dad and he has no idea who Hoshi is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and also, did you catch that it's 9 a.m. and he is like fully on it. He's in his full suit, like <laughs> yeah. tie. He's sitting there like wait. It's like he's waiting for his call, like drumming his nails. <laughs> like it's 9 a.m. What the fuck? And then he's like, oh, and his mum, her mum's out. What? What's she doing? Has he gone to work? What's going on? <laughs> I don't I, and then yeah. Archer's finally like, look, your daughter's dead. And he's like, can you call back later? <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, doesn't he open the call with there's been an accident? I can't remember the specifics. I'm sure was... he starts the conversation, or at least, you know, says hello, but then goes, there's been an accident with the transporter. And then has to explain to the guy what a transporter is like a couple of times over. Mm-hmm. And then explains something to do with Hoshi. And he goes, oh, how's Hoshi? And he goes, no, there's been an accident. <laughs> again <laughs> and it just felt like a little bit of circle of conversation that really didn't need to happen I'll yeah. be honest at this point I was either bored tired or hungry possibly all three and <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if they turn if if the actor who's playing Hoshi's dad like turned his lines up just a couple of notches he's like what what's a what's a transporter what huh it would make a lot more sense like you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. as if he was like Someone like a stereotype of an elderly person trying to yes. decipher like the youngins' technology. Then yeah, it would like make a more sense. like a boomer using Excel or something. That's what, what? we're doing. <laughs> exactly. That's the kind of rage we need. Yeah, like you know, like Bernard Black trying to do his taxes. Yeah. Things like that level. <laughs> you know, if you're not, if you live in a tree and are not blind, what? Yeah, you know that kind of that kind of thing. Anyway. anyway, after Hoshi's, Hoshi's dad hangs up, Hoshi realises she can put her fingers in some lights and make it so it goes SOS. And Archer goes, oh, this is saying SOS. Calls to Paul and Paul's like, nah, it's not. I feel like to Paul is like her entire role this episode is just shit on everyone's dreams and hopes, everything. She just comes in <laughs> and it's just like, no, fuck you. And then walks out. That's, that's her entire role. This is the start the point of the episode where Hoshi started talking to Archer exactly like I would. She started, come on, this thing's blinking that you wouldn't normally be blinking, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? No? Can I notice yeah. it? Yeah. She realises it's SOS, and then she starts spelling her name, and Archer gets H-O-S-H, and then T'Pol's like, that's not a word. Let's fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, had my, I obviously kind of knew what was going on at this point, but I thought, is how in on it is she in on it is she here to deliberately fuck everything up (laughs) we we do occasionally think this but i what my theory is that they're trying to molder and scully archer and um and to paul and obviously brandon and braga are just two blunt objects who can't have any subtlety at all about it (laughs) so it's just like yeah i don't believe in hoshi like because that's what scully would do Archer was really trying to cry this scene as well, wasn't he? He just wasn't quite getting there. Just wasn't, oh, maybe like a quarter of a tear. His his face is too big, so the tear ducts are so long that they don't have time to get. <laughs> we, he actually did cry that we just didn't, that the scale isn't right for you to be actually mm. to visibly, visibly see a tear. You can't actually no. see it. I hope all this big face talk doesn't get Scott Bakular onto us and cause us trouble. But I love Scott Bakula's big face. Yeah. yeah it's a selling right point, surely. It's our blood. It's probably even bigger <laughs> now, too. <laughs> anyway, Hoshi realises, I've got to save the ship myself. So she just goes and puts her fingers in the bombs. <laughs> See, women's light touch fingers are good for something, surely. <laughs> well, clearly oh. not, yeah. because the guys just, the aliens just moved the bomb. Oh, yeah, shit! Oh, my God! They they move the bomb so she can't put her fingers in it anymore somehow, and then they get out their portable transporter pad and just leave. Oh, bop it. They get a bop it. It's like a shaker slate. I honestly thought it's a fucking shaker slate. I thought it was a Roomba. 
<laughs> I I thought it was one of those just dance mats or something. <laughs> it's like the unholy progeny of all of these things. <laughs> like they've all gone into a machine like the fly. <laughs> yep. And then Hoshi steps on it as well and then is suddenly beamed into the main transporter room. And it turns out none of this really happened. She's been in the transporter buffer for eight seconds since she first beamed up at the beginning of the episode. She really has been a hysterical woman. Oh, and it just negates everything that just happened. Oh, I love it. It's great. Women, eh? Oh, Oh my God. So, yeah, there's no such thing as Cyrus Ramsey. Nobody's heard of him when Hoshi mentions him. She's not dead. She's fine. And then she says to Archer... Never beam me anywhere, which is canonically apparently in the introduction of the word beam to Star Trek. Oh, okay. Oh. So that's lame as hell. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's super, yep. super weird. Wow. The end. Wow. <laughs> so that's uh. basically that that season one episode of Buffy where someone's turning invisible mixed with that Black Era Black Mirror episode where the dude like is only in a video game for like an actual like second oh, of yeah. real time. But yeah. spends like an hour in there. But those those are two good things. Yeah, it's also three or four different transporter-related episodes of Star Trek I can think of that are all much better than this one. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but you've shown me this one first. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh no, this is going to be your reference point. And yep. that's really sad. <laughs> I, hate, I hate that this episode has become a reference point. Oh, God. <laughs> well, it means when Elliot does get the good transporter accident episodes, they'll be even better. Oh, jeez. It's, like it's like that joke about the person who's only seen Boss Baby. That's the only film they've ever seen, so that's the only <laughs> thing they reference to. Like, yeah, yeah, Citizen Kane. It's just like that bit in Boss Baby. Like... <laughs> oh, I've never seen Boss Baby. <laughs> oh, God. Neither have I. I really don't want to. <laughs> I just wanted to say as well, uh, you may or may not have noticed that my name is Kowalski in the Zencaster thing. I shouldn't say yes. the name of that. My name is Kowalski in the thing that we use to record this. That is a reference to the uh, 1971 movie uh, Vanishing Point by uh, Richard <laughs> Serafian, the American Armenian, Armenian filmmaker, which starred Barry Newman and Cleavon Little. And um, he was never in an episode of Star Trek. I, I thought I'd quickly check to find out if he was. The director, he didn't direct any episodes or anything, but he did direct an episode of The Twilight Zone, which is the scariest episode of The Twilight Zone, which was Living Doll. So I'm going to bring that round to a ghost story for uh, Travis to marvel at at some point in the future. Do you remember that episode of The Twilight Zone where the doll came to life? Yep. It was that one. It was fucking creepy. I've never seen any of The Twilight Zone. Oh, mate. Why didn't you say that before? We could have done that as a podcast instead. It would be great. (laughs) (laughs) I've, I've been on the ride. Then, you know, you go up oh. the lift. That's fun. Yeah. One thing I will say about the the title of this episode, "Vanishing Point," I do think it's very apt in the sense of as the episode went on, I felt like the point of it was vanishing more and more. <laughs> so it pretty much it did, it did. You know, it did what it said on the tin. Yeah. But um, it really did. <laughs> we we really have had a string of really poor episodes lately, haven't we? Like real absolute dreck. Like the probably the worst Star Trek in all of Star Trek that's ever been Star Trek. What worse than was there a worse one than this? Well, there were worse episodes than this one, like Turnabout Intruder and some of the ones from the original series are like super sexist. Yeah, there's some season one next gen that's pretty bad as super well. Super racist, yeah. And there's a couple of like Deep Space Nine episodes where the cast and crew do some really peculiar shit, and you're like, these people are adults. But yeah, I, I just think in general terms of absolute pure boredom, this stretch of season two uh, of Enterprise is, is, is got to be the longest stretch of absolute dross in Star Trek. Because like, I think that has been my only real like experience with Star Trek prior to this was the films, the J.J. Abram films. Oh, yeah. And starting to watch Next Generation. And people said that about Next Generation. They were like, skip these episodes in just just these really racist ones. I promise. (laughs) I promise this is not what this is. And yep. Totally right. It's all garbage until Riker walks out that 
trombone. Is it a trombone? It's a trombone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that, like, obviously, Star Trek Next Generation came out in the late 80s, early 90s, whatever, but the, the, the original series of Star Trek went carefully enough to make an episode where there were a planet of aliens that were half white and half black and then half black and half white to make mm. some, like, race point. And then Next Generation did an episode that was literally there's a planet with black people on it. And, and that's the whole point of this episode. So yeah, Star Trek never learns from his lessons is, <laughs> is what we can ultimately take away from it. We can only hope that each series just tries a little bit harder overall. Enterprise, you are not doing that right now. <laughs> but maybe someday. Maybe. Why, what? I don't hear that much hope in your voice, Patrick. What, what is the maybe someday? Maybe it's i remember enjoying a lot of season three and most of season four but i'm i'm worried now that that my memory's tricking me one of my friends said this this entire podcast was worth it for the breakdowns (laughs) (laughs) well then let's keep doing it i apologize for just being a little bit just ott this episode but if that's what you're here for then fine (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least at least the last episode we had you on for it yeah. was stupid, but it was kind of it fun kind with of that within charming that stupid, you know. And it's kind of what yeah I, with Star Trek when you yeah. think, oh triples, yeah, cool. Like it's that kind of goofy bullshit that I'm here for. This was just like when they're trying to make a point about sexism, but they really can't be fucked with it. And then also, it's kind of sexist anyway, and it's boring. Just oh my god. Eh. Eh. Yes. Yep. You know, when this podcast was uh, originally pitched and it was the choice of what order are we going to watch these episodes in? Will it be normal order or will it be chronological for like a change of pace? And you know that scene in Lord of the Rings when they ask Frodo what route they're going to take through the mountains and he says, we will go through the mines. And he's like, we will watch it in chronological order. But you know, in that moment, some fear in your heart, Gandalf, for you know what does at the start of chronological order. <laughs> the way is shut. <laughs> <laughs> but dug too deep. <laughs> I, just, uh, I just can't wait for the bit where I fall into a mine shaft and die. <laughs> <laughs> so you can say, finally, go on without me, finally. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. I mean, do we want to say anything else about Vanishing Point? Um, do we have to? I'm going through my notes to see if there are any other gems. There's a lot of like, come on, Archer, cry. Um, what the fuck, trip? <laughs> um, don't fall asleep on those sensitives, Hoshi. Yeah, nothing oh, that exciting. <laughs> oh, at one point, at one point, sorry, I do say, oh fuck you, Hoshi. Is she meant to be a dick? That was quite early on. And also, Tapao's wig does not get any better. And that's it. That's all. That's all my Yeah, guess. it does not. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. Right. Elliot, yeah. our next episode is Precious Cargo. Yeah. What are you expecting? Mm, I'm not expecting anything <laughs> at this point. I'm pretty sure it's a shit one, if that helps. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Both adds and detracts nothing. I actually remember this episode, and I do believe that it is shit. (laughs) But but there's a couple of classic sort of like somebody rescuing somebody tropes in there. For example, I'm sure that at one point the person being rescued has to remove most of their skirt so they could crawl through some ducts or something. (laughs) We've literally already seen that. (laughs) It's going to happen. This series. Oh, I'm so tired. (laughs) That was Vanishing Point. (laughs) I think we'd better shut this down before Elliot does something we will all regret. As ever, links to all our social media presence are in the description of the episode, as is a link to our coffee account. If you do want to donate to the show, help us make more episodes, we would greatly appreciate it. All proceeds go back into the show. Sarah, where can people find you online? Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, but I barely use it. Um, and uh, I sometimes, very occasionally, stream on Twitch. 
Um, I'm on everything as Milmo Comics. So it's M-I-L-M-O and then comics. Um, all one word. I'm the same everywhere. It makes it easy. So, yeah. <laughs> and I will link to those in the description as well. Uh, thank you for joining us, Sarah. <laughs> uh, will Will you join us again? I'd... Or do you not trust me no, anymore? No, I, I really, as, as much as I apologize for all the shouting and swearing and getting enraged, <laughs> but I did actually really enjoy it. I enjoyed the experience of you know, getting angry at this. And, you know, it, there's something heartwarming about everybody, you know, coming together to rage about a shit Star Trek episode. At the moment as well, you are uh, currently the holder of the Jeffrey Coombs Award for being the most popular returning character who then upstages <laughs> the existing characters in this podcast. So congratulations on that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry guys. That's all right. That's I'm gonna go climb back right. under my rock now. See you later. You, excellent. You make it so we'll uh, we'll knock on the rock when season three comes around. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, I look forward to the rage. <laughs> Thank you so much to everyone for listening. Uh, we we genuinely appreciate you giving us your ears for an hour or so every week. What am I saying? We need more ears. We send ears too. <laughs> <laughs> we now have a PO box. <laughs> okay. Peace out. Bye. 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 Love you. Bye. Basically, Hoshi's subcellium her science talk. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole scene of pretty much just that, yeah.